Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the W2 Prison Break Show, the podcast to help you fire your boss and become the CEO of your own business in under 12 months. We're here, day five. This is day five of the W2 Prison Break Roadmap. I just want to take a quick moment here to thank you for joining me this week on this this journey. Uh, This has been a lot of fun for me. I've gotten some really good feedback. I've enjoyed doing this. It's reminded me of a lot of the lessons that I've learned over the years and the lessons that I'm still continuing to learn. And I'm just grateful that I'm able to share them with you. And I just hope that this serves you. We're going to do a quick recap of what has been covered so far. So day one, we covered mindset. I want you guys to listen to this stuff in order. So day one, we covered mindset, getting our mind right for being a business owner. This is going to be the most critical thing in all of this is getting your head right. Day two, we talked about how to start a side hustle, ideas for a side hustle, and how to manage that while we're still doing our full-time job and balancing our our life, our busy family life. Day three, we talked about budgeting and financing for both our personal life and our business. On day four, we talked about, hey, now we're in the business. Like, what can I expect? What are some of the things that I should be doing? What are some of the setbacks and obstacles and how do I overcome them? And today, day five, we're going to get a little bit deeper into scaling your business, growing your business, and sustaining that growth for the long term, and then planning, right? planning what you want for the business, because maybe maybe you don't want the business for a long time. Maybe you want to build this thing to sell it. And ultimately, we're going to have to have the conversation around leaving your job. This is what W2 Prison Break is built on. You want to get out of your job. So eventually, we're going to have to have that conversation. We're going to have that to make that decision. I've had to make it, and I'm going to give you some guidance on how you can make that decision when you feel the time is right, because ultimately that's your decision. And remember, all of this content, the video, the audio, the transcripts, and the ebook is all going to be delivered to your inbox. You simply just need to go to w2prisonbreak.com forward slash roadmap and sign up. And when everything's ready, you're going to get it all for free and it will always be free. Okay. Scaling your business. When we get involved in business, we're usually, this is the typical path. We're usually starting off on our own. I don't recommend that, but a lot of us are going to do that. And then maybe we'll have one employee. We'll have someone who's part-time. Then maybe we'll extend them to full-time. And then we'll start adding people as the business continues to grow. What we're trying to do is scale this thing that you've built, right? That you've built from the ground up, which is so awesome. It's just such a great feeling to build something and watch it develop and grow. And now all of a sudden you got team members and you, you know, you're going from maybe five figures a month to multiple five figures a month to six figures and then ultimately to seven. Now I'm going to tell you, scaling to the seven figure mark, there's not going to be a lot of variation from going from six figures to seven figures. The challenge is where you're going to have growing pains and blocks is when you're going from 1 million to 3 million and then 3 million to 10 million and beyond. That's where you're going to require some more advanced skill, mastermind groups, some CEO coaches. I had a CEO coach. He taught me a lot of the stuff that I know that I'm sharing with you in this five-day series. And you always have to have that strategy hat on, right? When you're looking to scale this thing up, if that's what you want, 
If you want to build a big business, these are some of the things that you have to do. Now, if you're just looking to get out of your job and, hey, you just want it, it to get to a certain point and you're good, like if you say, hey, I just want to get to $20,000 per month and I'm good, then that's what I want you to do. I don't want you to feel like you have to build something massive and huge. That's not what everybody wants. But we're going to address that because a lot of people want that. And this is when it's going to get more challenging. Like as you go through this, it gets more and more challenging which requires you to become better and better, right? You have to become a better leader. You have to become a better person. Like you always have to be working on your mindset mastery as, as we talked about in day one and making sure that you're improving, right? Join groups, join mastermind groups, get around people. If you want to get to a $1 million business or a $10 million business or a $100 million business, you need to get around people that have done that and pay for it. Do not sleep on paying for a mastermind group and to get around these people because I'm telling you, the information that you'll receive will be invaluable. That will help you scale. That will help you grow. So do not shy away from that. It's probably the number one tip that I can give you is that as you grow and scale your business, you need to continually look for ways to invest in you and now you're investing in the business, okay? In the beginning, you're investing in you. Now you're investing in you and the business, which is super critical. So you're going to get to a point in your business where you're going to have to make a decision as to what your role is. And, and as you're building the team, maybe you don't like the strategy stuff. Like I like the strategy work. I like to strategize. I like, I'm kind of the dreamer, right? But I don't like the necessarily the execution part of it. So maybe that's you. Maybe you're looking for someone that will execute your plan, your vision, like you're the visionary. That's how I treat my business. And then I need someone that can go out and do the tactical stuff, right? They can execute, put all the systems and processes in place and make sure that everybody's doing their job. Whereas I'm more of like the visionary and the promoter. So you got to figure out what your role is going to look like in your business. And it's usually based on what your skills are and what you're good at. I would look at taking the working genius test. It's an assessment to help you determine what that is for you. It's $25. Just go to theworkinggenius.com. And it spits out a report, you answer a bunch of questions, and it'll help you evaluate like, hey, this, this, these, are, these are your zones of genius, the areas that you should be working on where you thrive the most. And you can have your employees take this thing as well. Totally worth the $25 investment. So as we're growing and as we're scaling, we need to invest more and more time and energy and dollars into strategy, right? Instead of spending one day as a CEO day, like you're going to spend an entire day or maybe two days evaluating the business with your entire team. It's called an offsite and you're going to do a SWOT analysis. You might even bring somebody in to help you, but this is where you are evaluating the entire business. What worked for you? What didn't work for you? What are the opportunities? What are the strengths? What are the weaknesses? What are the lessons learned? What resources do we need? What do we need to add? What do we need to eliminate? What are our goals going to be for the next year? And then what are our priorities going to be for the next quarter? And that all gets defined and spelled out and you have action items. You assign team members to handle those action items. Again, you're the CEO of the business. You're dictating all of this stuff and putting the team together. Again, set the vision, build the team, don't run out of money. Those are your three jobs as the CEO. Let's stay a little bit more on building your team. I talked about on day four a little bit about how I built my team 
how I empowered them. I gave them more and more responsibility. Uh, I had the weekly meetings with them. You're going to constantly be doing that, right? What you want, the ideal situation for you as the CEO of the business is that your team members, okay, and this may be hard for you to see right now as you're listening to this, but I, I promise you, this is where you're going to go if you follow the roadmap and you continue to stick with this. Your team members will be running the business. They'll be running your meetings. And it, that's intentional. That's going to drive the business forward. Your job is to empower them, to give them all the resources, all the tools that they need. Let them speak their voice. They have a voice. They have an opinion in the business. And the more you do that, the more they start to buy in, the harder that they work for you. Because it's like, hey, I'm part of this now. And don't be afraid to pay them. Don't be afraid to pay them what they're worth. Now they're a part of this. They're all in and they want more tasks. They want more responsibilities. They give the feedback. And when you have that, when you have a room full of people and everyone's contributing and everyone's on the same page, it's just a magical thing. I've seen it. I've seen it in my own business. And it's totally possible if you do this the right way. So look at opportunities for you personally to have some leadership training. I've done this. I again, I had a CEO coach. And if you're interested in, in, in learning more about that, you can message me. You, you guys know how to get in touch with me, right? I can share that with you. And I can talk to you about some of my experiences, but there's a lot of leadership training out there. It's something that you definitely want to take advantage of because you're going to need it. Don't just think you have to figure everything out on your own. Again, we're looking for help. We're, we're looking for other people who have done it before that can fast track our success and come in and look at our business and say, hey, you need to implement these strategies. These are super helpful. These work. This will get you from the six-figure mark to the seven-figure mark or whatever you're trying to break through. With your business, I want you to think about your business as a machine, a well-oiled machine. Everything is systematized. There's a process for everything. There's a procedure for everything. There is no doubt as to what people are supposed to do. Like if there's a task or a job that needs to be done, there's an SOP for it. When a new hire comes on, there's a well-defined onboarding process of everything that they need to go through. One of the biggest tips that I learned, and this has really been helpful, and again, your employees might resist this at first, but the onboarding process will show them how to do everything, will show them how to do their job. When I first started my real estate business, I had a VA that was calling. That's it. They were just dialing. I had to do everything else. So I had to upload leads, contacts, seller information into a CRM, give it to them, filter it out. I mean, it was, it was time consuming. It cut into my 10 to 12 hours, right? Well, what I ended up doing was I recorded that. I recorded that with a screen share and I went through the steps and I gave that and a bunch of other different tasks on my very first hire. I hired somebody for, as an admin VA. And I gave them all that stuff. I said, here's how you do everything. And then after a while, she recorded her doing all of the tasks and put them in our library. And I'll tell you that she ended up doing all that stuff better than me. All of my assistants ended up doing the stuff better than I did. And that's something I want you all to let go of is we think that nobody can do it better than we can. And that's just simply false. So make sure that there's a library of procedures so that if that person leaves, because you never know what's going to happen, that everything's in one spot. Hey, we have this all documented. We can give it to the next person and so on and so forth. 
There's actually some really good AI tools that you can look at right now that will build all these as standard operating procedures for you while you're doing your work. It actually records your screen and it will build SOPs based on this. It's actually kind of scary. I think the name of the tool is called Scribe. So check that out. I don't have a lot of experience, but just check it out. But a lot of this stuff can be automated, even the SOP part. What do you want out of this business? Ask yourself that question. What is the goal and the vision for the business? What, what do you want the business to deliver for you, for your employees, for other people? Where do you want it to go? Again, set the vision. You have to be clear on this. Do, do you want this business to have 500 employees? What is the vision? What is the mission? Where are you trying to get to? Where are you trying to take this business to? Just like in your personal vision, because you should have a personal vision. And if you don't, my goodness, you must have a personal vision. If you don't have a personal vision, you can't build a business that supports that. So the first thing, and I'm, I realize that I, this is the first time I've talked about personal vision. I should have done that day one. If you don't have a personal vision for your life, where do you want to go? What are you trying to get to? Then what you're doing in your business, you're just going to be driving around in circles. You have to have targets. And the easiest way for you to set a personal vision for you is to just think of a destination. Hey, this is a destination that I want to go to. It can be five years. It can be 10 years. It can be 15, whatever. Set that target. What does my life look like? Who am I with? What am I doing? Be very specific with it. Write it out in as much detail as you can, share it with people, read it multiple times. And then based on that, you can start determining what the action items are for you to get there. But you would never know what to do in terms of action items, goals, priorities, if you didn't know where you wanted to go. Start with the personal vision, and then you can build a business around what your personal vision is. And what you'll discover is that a lot of people will just say, well, I just want to make more money. I want to make $100,000 a month or $10,000 a month, or $50,000 a month. First thing I ask them is, why do you want to make that much money? Why is it a round number? They don't have an answer. Mostly they don't have an answer because they're just picking numbers, right? They're just looking at these vanity numbers. Well, I just want to be, I just want to be a millionaire because of my ego, right? Well, do you need a million dollars to live the life that you haven't even taken the time to figure out that you want to live? So take that critical step first of figuring out what you want to do, where you want to do it, who you want to be with, how much you think it's going to cost you to maintain this lifestyle, and then design, build and design your business to meet that personal vision. That's my advice to you. I'm sorry that I didn't say that already, but you do have to have a vision for the business that aligns with your personal vision, okay? Maybe you're not the type of person that wants to work all the time, that you just want to build something that runs on autopilot and you can step away and just overlook and you want to travel and you want to see the world, right? Not saying that you're not going to work. You just don't want to build something that's so huge that you feel like it might get away from you. So get clear on that. What do you want for your personal life? What do you want for the business? What do you want for the employees? Because this is big stuff, guys. This is heavy. When you got other people working for you, it's more responsibility. So it's going to require you to be a better leader and do all of this planning and vision. That's your role. That's your responsibility. That's on you. Do not not do that. That's unfair to everybody else that's putting their time and their effort and their energy to the business and to you. I think I wore that out there. So we can move on here and talk now about leaving the W-2, leaving the nine to five. This was super difficult for me. And 
maybe it won't be difficult for you. I, I don't know. Everyone's different. I had set a target and do this too. When you, when you start your business, just say, hey, I, you know, I, I want to leave my W-2 by a certain time frame. Put a, put a date. Get, get exact with the date. Quit my job. I used to have that on my notepad. Quit my job by the end of uh, 2021. Okay, that was that was my target. It was a, and I started my business at the end of 2019. So I kind of gave myself two years. A little bit, little bit of fluff there. You know, it was kind of a, a placeholder. I, I, I knew it was achievable. It took me nine months. And when I got to the nine month mark, I had made a decision that if I didn't do it now that my business was, I was going to go backwards because I was really gaining some momentum. I was doing a bunch of real estate deals. I was building the team. And I said, if I don't dedicate all of my energy to this, the business is going to go backwards and it might take me more than two years to leave my job. So a little bit of a leap of faith, but I made that decision. It was not easy because inevitably everything that I had been programmed to think okay, my steady paycheck's going away. What am I going to do about health insurance? What am I going to do about my retirement account? There was just all these what ifs. What if the business fails? Like I went through this whole conversation and likely you will too, because you've done this for so long and you've probably seen this for so long. Your parents have done it. That it's just not something you can just rip off like a Band-Aid. It's challenging. So here's what I did. Again, I was part of a mastermind. I had a coach. I talked to other people who had done it, who had been exactly in my shoes. I interviewed several people. What were you feeling? How did you go about doing it? That made me feel better. And then here's when I knew that I was making the right decision. A close friend of mine, still a very close friend of mine, love him to death. I remember this conversation vividly because this is what made the, the, the decision very easy for me. I had talked to all the people who had left their jobs, who were in my mastermind. Again, people who want to build businesses. I talked to my family about it. Definitely talk to your family. Have that conversation. But I talked to a friend of mine who was still in W-2, who literally, who was one of the people, if you listen to any other episodes, said, I want to get paid as much as possible in my nine to five and do the least amount of work possible. Like that's the mentality of long-term nine to fivers. Like I'm good. I just want to coast and make money and just wait until it's retirement age. And then I'm just going to live in my you know cabin in the woods or whatever. And I told him that I had the conversation. I'm like, look, my real estate business is doing well. I'm thinking about leaving my job. And, you know, I, I just, I'm not sure. I'm talking to people. And I remember he said these words to me. He said, oh, real estate, that sounds, that sounds kind of risky. And I smiled. And that's when I made my decision. I'm like, he's supposed to say that. He should have said that. And when you get to the point where you're looking at leaving your nine to five, I want you to talk to people like that. I want you to talk to people who have no aspirations of becoming a business owner, and they're going to say that to you. All right. Now, some of them be like, yeah, yeah, go for it. But when you hear that, that's when you know you're on to something different. They just don't understand because they haven't done it before. So again, please look for the answers in the right spots, not the wrong spots. So I left and the conversation was difficult. Just like all of us do with everything, we project into the conversation. I've been at this company for 17 years. These people were my friends. I was friends with the president, the vice president, everybody. So I felt bad about it. And I was nervous and scared. And I didn't want to have the conversation. I rehearsed it and I practiced it. And I'm like, oh, you know, I've been there for so long. You know, the company's not going to go on without Brian. I mean, I literally said that. I had the conversation. I decided to do it. And the complete opposite happened. You know, they were happy for me. They were like, you know what? 
You deserve it. You're totally worthy of this. We're sad to see you go. And guess what? Life goes on without Brian. It does. I haven't been there for three and a half years. You know, they they didn't go out of business. They're doing really well, actually. And you got to let go of that because this is business. In your own business that you're building right now or that you're about to build because you're inspired by this five-day roadmap, people are going to leave. They're going to come in and out of your business. It's inevitable. You're the constant, though right? Not everyone's going to stay with you. I've had multiple people come and go out of my business and the, and the company still survives. And that's exactly what happened with my ex, my former employers. And there's no hard feelings. It's like we didn't, I just did it the right way. So do it the right way, right? Some of you might have really bad situations with your jobs, but I always just encourage you to do that diplomatically. And you don't ever want to really burn a bridge, even though it might feel good at the time. Just You just never know, right? And that's going to help you be a better leader. Always look to take the high road. All right, so you've left your job, okay? You've left your job. You're full-time in your business. This is exciting. This is where we're trying to get to. We've made our W-2 prison break, okay? And if you've done that, if you get to a situation where you worked a corporate job, you built a business, and you listened to this show, or you were in my circle at all, I want you to reach out to me, and I want to have you on the show. And I want to talk to you about your path, because this inspires people, right? Like you're doing it. You're inspiring people to do what they know they can do, what they think they can do, what they believe that they can do. They're just too scared, right? They're just too scared to even try because of all these what ifs, all these unknowns. Like you've done it. You've made the leap. You've built the business. Now it's time for you to go all in and do this full time. And I'm telling you, this is going to be scary. There's a moment there where you transition and now I'm in this full time. You probably won't know what to do first. I'm, I'm going to encourage you and, and just tell you that the best thing that you can do is to not get distracted, not fall into shiny object syndrome. Well, I got all this time now. I just bought 40 hours back because you were working 40 hours a week and maybe 10 to 15 on the business. You got 40 hours now. Don't go doing stupid stuff with that 40 hours, like trying to add another income stream or trying to build another product. Focus on what worked to get you out of that nine to five job. It worked and it worked for a reason. Don't go crazy and get reckless and do other stuff. Just simply add to that. How can I improve this system that I have that's working, that produced enough income to get me out of my nine to five job, to get me to the point where I felt comfortable leaving my job. You need to take that and spend some time, that extra time, I would just simply, how can I improve these systems? How can I do more of it? And again, we're doing that by adding human capital. We're adding more people. We're adding more systems, or maybe we're improving the systems by adding more dollars to it or doing more of it, right? Versus, okay, I'm, we're going to go build a bunch of other products. We're going to do this spinoff business. Just build your thing up. Again, Focus on doing one thing well for a long period of time, and you are just going to dominate. So if you built this sales business, okay, like you built this sales agency, the example that I've used multiple times throughout this series, and you've gone from 10 to 12 hours per week, and maybe you've got one to two people with you working for you part-time or, or and or full-time, and then now you've left your job because your income is good enough. If you're at $20,000 a month, how can I get it to fifty? And then a hundred, right? And then after that, again, once you get to the million part, you're going to have some roadblocks and challenges to get from one million to three million. But that's what I would be focusing on 
because this thing works that you've built. It works. So don't get distracted and think that you have to add stuff to it like other products and services. Stick with what works, even though it might be boring. Don't fall into that trap. It is a trap that most entrepreneurs fall into. They forget what got them there, right? Oh, no, well, I'll get into real estate now because everyone's doing that. And then all of a sudden, their awesome agency that they built, their sales business that they built starts going the, in the opposite direction because you're not focused on it. I use this quote a lot and I learned it from a guest that I had on my show, Alan Stein Jr., and he says, he talks about singular focus, how important singular focus is. If you focus on one thing at a time, doing one thing at a time, you have an 85% chance of completing that thing. When you add a second thing, okay, you're trying to do two things at once, right? Multitasking, as we call it. You have a 40% chance of completing both things, significantly reduced. When you add a third thing, which again, entrepreneurship, oh, I'll do real estate, all this other product, you have now a 4% chance of completing all three tasks. This is a scientific study that's been done. We are not meant to do that. We can't do both. And all you have to do is look at how bad your focus is when you're trying to do multiple things at once. That's why one thing at a time, right? So stick with what got you there and build that into something that is super scalable you can just add more people. You can add more dollars to it. And then once it's running and looking good and awesome, then you can make the decision. All right, I want to go from 1 million to 3 million. Maybe I want to add a different product or service in it. Maybe I want to improve my product. That's what you should be doing. Like just improving everything, improving all the systems, improving the product, improving your offer, getting better at sales, getting better at marketing, just like getting more people. Throw gas on the fire that you created that got you out of the job. That's going to be your best bet. Don't get distracted. Easier said than done. I get it. Okay, now I want, I want to talk to you a little bit about once you get to where you're looking to go, right? I've made it. I've left my job. You have this success both with your business and you know maybe money. Definitely money. And that's why that's one of the reasons that we're doing this. It's really important to not lose sight of who you are. Make sure that you understand that you were in this spot. I always look at this. I was in a dark place. I wasn't in a good spot for a long time. I wasn't having a good time. I didn't like my life. And I encounter a lot of people that are in a similar situation, whether it's on my TikTok lives or I meet them in person or they schedule calls with me. However, I communicate or interact with them. I just remind them like, hey, I was in your shoes. And everyone who's listening, you're in a nine to five job and you don't like it and you don't like your life and you're not happy. Look, I was in your shoes. I know what it's like. It's still pretty fresh. And if you become the successful business owner, if you pull off the exit, the transition from W-2 to business owner, don't forget where you came from. And don't forget that there's other people out there that are suffering, that are hurting, that need some guidance, right? That need your guidance. Help them. Help them out. Give them your knowledge. Don't ask anything in return. Just give it to them. Encourage them. Inspire them. Because again, that's what you needed. You needed this. Some of you needed this roadmap. You needed to hear my voice. You needed me to do this five-day podcast series. And I don't say that to be egotistical, but the truth is some of you needed it. And you're going to get to the point. Some of you are going to take action. A lot of you are not. This is just the reality of it. Some of you are going to be inspired by this. 
and that's going to fade out. Some of you are going to be inspired by this and you're going to do, you're going to follow all the steps. You're going to wait for all the content and you're just going to go through this. You're going to remember it. You're going to refer back to it and you're going to succeed. And then you're going to be able to help somebody else. And I just want you to have that opportunity to do it because it's a great feeling. Look, accolades, success, money, all that stuff is awesome. But I can't tell you how amazing it is when somebody, especially people that I've never met before, have come up to me and told me, hey, that thing you said about your son or that thing you mentioned about mindset or that story that you told about how you were unhappy with your life, that really resonated with me. You're the reason that I took action. Someone's going to say that to you. That's just such a tremendous feeling. So I would encourage you to share your stories because I didn't think that there was anything to my story. I really didn't. But when I started talking about my son, it just really resonated with people. And there's something with you and with your story that people need to hear because that's what people connect with, right? They connect with the stories and they say, hey, yeah, me too. I feel the same way. So don't lose sight of that. When you've reached the top or you've gotten much higher than where you are now, don't forget where you came from and help other people. It's really, really important. And it's going to serve you. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to make you be a better leader. That all comes back to you. Like, I believe in that. I believe in giving back to the universe and that it'll all come back to you. It might take a little bit. You never know what's going to come. It might take longer than you want it to, but I do believe in that. And I do believe in this roadmap. I believe that if you follow all of the steps and take all of the advice and believe in yourself and you don't give up and you give yourself grace along the way and you take care of yourself and you understand that this is not going to be easy, that it's worth it, it's worth the effort, it's worth you sacrificing your time because that's going to be a challenge for a lot of you, you'll feel, you'll get to the point where, wow, I'm spending all this time doing this and I'm not really getting the result that I want. You're afraid that you're wasting your time. You're afraid. And then you start to doubt yourself. Is this really going to work? Those are the moments right there where you have to find a way to continue to push on and push forward because it is worth your time. Even if it didn't work, like that's the whole point of this is doing the work, not the result, not the outcome. It's doing the work because no matter what, as long as you keep doing the work, as long as you keep pushing, as long as you keep implementing these strategies, these tips and, and pushing towards your goals every day, that's where the wins are. That's where you develop. That's where you become a better version of yourself. That's where you get 1% better. The work is the point, not the outcome. Because when you get the outcome, you're always going to want more. There's always going to be something more. There is no end of the road. There is no end of the line. There is no, I've made it. You're always going to want something more. It's the nature of the way that we're wired and we're designed. I had somebody on my podcast that made a very great analogy about wanting more, always wanting more. If I give my kid a piece of candy, he's going to want another piece, two or three. So if you get a million dollars, you're going to want two or three or 10. It's never enough. The work is the point. That is it. That's what we're focused on, getting better and finding a way to love that and enjoy that. And look, does having a bunch of money make your life easier? Usually it does. It gives you more opportunity to avoid discomfort, right? To avoid bad situations because you have more money. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be happy. 
So learn to love the work. That's where the happiness lies. This episode, day five, turned out to be a little bit more of an inspirational episode. I really want to encourage you. I want to kind of leave you with something, hopefully, that inspires you because I'm an inspired guy. That's how I've always lived. When I hear inspiration, when I look at inspiration, it, it helps me to take action. I hope that I did that for you. And I hope that this roadmap serves you. And I'm super grateful that you have tuned in for the full five days and that you signed up. A lot of people have signed up for the roadmap. Once all that stuff's ready, you can get it and deliver it to your inbox and continue to refer back to it. We've covered a lot of ground this week from preparing your mindset for the entrepreneurial journey to scaling your business while maintaining a work-life balance. Remember, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. This is worth waiting for. At the time of this recording, I'm turning 50 years old in a couple of weeks, and I'm just getting started. So it's never too late. You're never too young. I want you to all to know, wherever you are, driving in your car, you're listening wherever you are, I believe in you, and I know you can do it. The question is, do you? Thank you for tuning in. I love all of you. Make it an excellent day.